Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I had too much fun at Disneyland this weekend. Too much fun. Because I don't even know if I hit the high note in the hello, because I was talking for about 15 hours straight with a group of friends to celebrate my pal Lauren's birthday. Happy birthday, Lauren, if you are listening, because I know you are, because you're that good of a friend. Uh, I re- really did it. Like, we jammed everything in. And I'm now realizing like, oh, right, right, right. Me screaming with joy on rides and during fireworks and cheering uh, really paid a toll. And I hope it doesn't come through in this episode. I think I sound okay. I listened to the audio back. It sounds it sounds fine. But the high notes. Ah! Oh, yeah. That register is just not there right now. Anyway, I am still reeling after the most exciting, joy-filled, thrilling week of my life, which included that Disneyland trip, which included an Oscars party, which not a real one, like just had friends over. Don't worry. I'm not like low-key going to the Vanity Fair party and not telling you, Uh, which included a Target Stony Clover Lane event in downtown LA, which was very fun and very cool. I shared on my social media. Um, That collaboration launches April 2nd, in case you want to take note of that. I love their stuff. Uh, I love Kendall, who founded the company. I also love her sister Libby. They're great. Just wanted to flag that. Uh, But also because we finally launched very amusing merch. Oh my goodness. It it was unbelievable. And it was only possible because all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to every single person who saw any design, who saw any item, who saw any Shrek Semper hat and thought that they wanted it and wanted to wear it on their bodies, which I take as the ultimate compliment. The fact that everyone enjoyed it, the fact that everyone's very happy with their purchases. Oh my God, I, I cannot thank you enough. I truly cannot fathom these designs are out in the world. Like, like people are going to start wearing them soon. They took so long to create and to get to get off the ground and to get out there that I had to dedicate last week's podcast to it because I really wanted to give you background on the process, like the lengthy process of what it took to do it the quote unquote right way. And I am so grateful, so truly grateful that everyone loved the designs as much as I did. It was a goal of mine to have merchandise for the podcast that looked like clothes that people would want to wear as clothes. And the fact that uh, you, you never know until you open the store, we open the store and people wanted it was, oh my God, was uh, the, tr- the biggest honor of my entire life. So thank you to anyone and everyone who purchased anything or simply went, hey, that's a cool t-shirt. I am so grateful. You can shop our merchandise, Very Amusing, at very-amusing.com. I mentioned that up here because I forgot to mention it in the outro. So just didn't, didn't want to forget it in case you're like, where is this merchandise available? But if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, we are wrapping up our pre-sale the day after this. So Thursday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Thursday at the minute before midnight, East Coast time, we will be shutting down the guaranteed pre-orders, but we will continue to sell items once I can restock the store. Essentially, if you pre-order something by tomorrow night, you are guaranteed to get it. After that, it's just whatever stock is available in the store. So if you really want something, I would pre-order it ASAP so you get it guaranteed 100%. No worries. The pre-order thing made for honestly like a really nice, no rush, equal, everyone gets what they want shopping situation. And I'm very glad that I could just like have a have a chill launch where everyone got what they wanted and it was no stress. No stress! That's the way to do it. Now, this week is not exactly a mini episode, but kind of close to it. It's it's creeping towards the mini episode line because much of our production time was dedicated to launching and building the site last week. I spent so much time building that website, having never built a store before, that I woke up at 5 a.m. the day of the launch. I 
built the site. You know, we were doing a day launch. It was a lot. It was a lot. We got out the door. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, but I was building it and watched seven episodes of a TV show called Welcome to Flatch, a new comedy, which like seven episodes in, I quite liked. But I later that day had no memory of watching that TV show because it was so early in the morning and I was so panically like trying to figure out where all the things went on the website. So because of that, uh, a lot of our podcast prep time was dedicated to the site. So this episode is more an easy breezy conversational chit chat about some of my favorite snacks at Disneyland that cost under $6. Part of me feels required to say that out loud because uh, as I mentioned in our first Star Cruiser episode, the first of two, moving forward, we are going to be doing a little less of the research heavy episodes. And that is in order to keep coming to you week after week. The way it was set up before were these hard and fast seasons where I would put out 12 to 14 episodes and then just disappear for five months at a time. Which I get the feeling nobody liked. Like, people liked the episodes. They didn't like the, uh, where are you of it all. So I I promise those research episodes are not gone. They're not gone forever. They will be back. I just didn't want anyone to see this episode and be like, um, why are we not hearing from the chef who created every single one of these snacks in this food episode? Because I promise there is another side to that coin. There is a reason that we are not uh, sourcing an interview with each person for these items because sometimes a two hour long episode is is too much for people and the two hour long episode comes with many many weeks offline so we're just working towards a happy balance so that we can come to you each and every week constantly as many weeks of the year as possible and keep on chit-chatting in the very amusing universe we will have plenty of those expert interviews going forward i just don't want to leave you with silence for half of the year and i really want to yell about my favorite snacks obviously so that is why we are doing things like this more guide episodes more things to actually help you in the parks especially now that for the first time in the podcast's life the parks are open these things are looking pretty good and i'm going to them more than i used to cool 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 so i hope you enjoyed today's episode thank you again to everyone for buying things i cannot wait if i ever see anyone wearing some of this merchandise i will be running up to you screaming i will scare people around you just be prepared just be prepared that i will be accosting you if you are wearing merchandise because then we are instantly new friends uh, and i'd love to say hi to people so please say hi i love saying hi love saying hi all right we should get to this episode but thank you again thank you everyone again my midwesternness is like we should th- we should just say thank you for five minutes straight but i won't thank you thank you okay see you soon thank you hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music and one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This week, we are discussing the five unexpectedly perfect Disneyland snacks under $6. Do I prefer it was five under five? Yes, I do. But with prices rising year over year by a little quarter, by a little bit on the snacks, we unfortunately have a clunkier title than I would prefer. And I would prefer that money in my pocket, so... It is what it is. Anyway, the alternate title for this week, what we are discussing is essentially snackies that didn't need to go so hard. These are the items that I personally love to pick up that I may not really write about in any of my work, but when I'm at the park, I'm usually scooping these up aplenty. 
Now, I have been asked a lot lately about what I like to drink and eat at the parks, especially with so many people going back for the first time in a while or just starting to visit regularly after the bulk, the front end of the pandemic. Pandemic's still going on, by the way, still going on. And usually when I'm asked that, I respond in a way that just washes over people's faces. Like they are not expecting what I'm going to say. And they are just kind of like, I need to exit this conversation. These are not, this is not the food advice I was looking for because my responses are all over the map. Truly anything from a cocktail at Carthay Circle Lounge, alfresco, I believe they call it now, to the third popcorn I have each day. Because if you're going to Disneyland and you are not catapulting yourself towards total dehydration, you are doing it wrong, according to me. I went this past weekend and I believe I had four popcorns? Four? Three? I'm trying to count them in my head. I think I had at least, at least three. It was like a morning popcorn, a daytime popcorn, and an evening popcorn. That's my food pyramid, and I'm sticking to it. But lately, I've been going to Disneyland a lot more often. The case counts in Los Angeles County and Orange County are much better than they were before. I feel safe going regularly, and I figured I should make one of these to kind of share what I'm really vibing with right now when I go to the park, what I'm really snacking on, what I am uh, sort of kind of shoving directly into my face. Now, I thought of this episode because I recently updated Eater's Disneyland map. Eater is a food website that I write for, and I update and kind of regularly add to both their Disneyland and Disney World food maps. Essentially, this is a link that you can go to where they use Google Maps, and you can see every food that I recommend in both theme park resorts. But the thing is, those maps are kind of more intended for someone navigating a frazzled list of things to do on their first or second trip. Those are the essentials, the things you can't miss if you're going to Disneyland only for one day or only for one trip. But me personally, I have my own preferences that I don't always get to write about. So I figured why not share them here and maybe have you yell at me because you (laughs) deeply disagree. Now, a disclaimer that I want to add at the top. I know that any food list involving Disneyland that doesn't mention certain foods is cause for an uprising. So I want to flag that I I left Dole Whip off because we all know about Dole Whip. It's not, that's not an unexpected thing you need to know about. And even though it doesn't fit in this price point, I think I have to mention that I do not intend to disparage bread bowls ever in any of my life's work. People love bread bowls. The problem for me is that I simply cannot recommend them most of the time when it's this hot most of the year. I don't know how all y'all are, are repping a broccoli cheddar soup in California when it gets this hot. I understand it's delicious. I understand in wintertime it hits so well. There are so many different bread bowl options throughout the resort. Yes, and I know uh, the Boudin Bakery in Disney California Adventure. You get like a like a, like a a Boudin sourdough, sourdough bread bowl and it's like you're at the bread factory. I get it. I get it. It is just not for me and it will not be reflected here even though the price point just bounces it out. I will never recommend that you just eat a bread bowl as a piece of bread either because I think you can get it alone and it probably fits this price point. Again, not a bread bowl person. <laughs> we are moving on. <laughs> though I will add, I am a beans on the side person. Uh, if anyone has followed along with my deep recommendation to get them in the Mexico pavilion at Epcot, because you can get a side of beans for just a couple bucks. and It's a great protein rich snack. But I tried to do that at Rancho del Zocalo yesterday at Disneyland and it did not go well. Uh, it was not, it was not available to me. So sadly, I will recommend things that are not beans. All right, let's just get into it. Too much bean talk. The first item on my list is a Matterhorn macaroon. 
Now, what you need to know about this is that Matterhorn macaroons were never a favorite food of mine. I've been doing this job for seven-ish years now, and I would have one and be like, cool, that's a cookie moving on. But something happened <laughs> once the park reopened last year that I had one, and it was truly a a transformational experience. It felt like the heavens opened up and like someone came on top of the the Matterhorn Mountain and started like singing in a high octave. It was just a transcendent taste, a wonderful moment. And I feel that way each and every single time I buy one of these. I was lucky enough to go to Disneyland this weekend with a gaggle of ladies, just a bunch of people hanging out. And I bought a sack full of Matterhorn macaroons. And usually that is not possible with Disney snacks, but a Matterhorn macaroon is $2.99, okay? You try going to any of the sweet shops, go to Candy Palace, go to Marceline's. You cannot find a delicious cookie, which you might even have leftovers from because it's so rich, a delicious cookie for $3 a pop. This is why I cannot stop. I cannot stop promoting the Matterhorn macaroon. It is so good. I used to, when I wanted a real hit of something sweet, I was a a marshmallow wand baby. I was real into that. And this is just as sugary without the the collapse you get after. I think I'll probably mention this later, but uh, uh, marshmallow wand, uh, real real highs, real lows. (laughs) A A lot of sugar crashing after that. But the macaroon, not so much. Now, if you've never had one, these are a coconut macaroon, not a macaron, you know, like the little, the French ones. This is a macaroon shaped like the Matterhorn. It looks like a tiny little mountain and it's coconut and it is so rich and it is so filling and it is very dense and moist. I know people don't like that word. That's the only word I can use to describe it. And it is dunked in white chocolate or the baking equivalent. I forget what the actual term for that is, like a like baker's melt, stuff like that. And it's dunked in it. So you have like a little like a little crunchy top that's extra special. It is cr- just so barely crispy on the outside and so soft inside. Oh my God, I love them so much. Do I have them in my freezer? Yes, I do. I love them very much. So highly, highly recommend a Matterhorn macaroon. Now, if the line at Jolly Holiday is long, because a lot of people are going there to get grilled cheese and tomato soup, and you just want a cookie, I do recommend mobile ordering one of these. But just keep in mind that it seems like here more than any other location in Disneyland I've experienced this. The check-in between I'm here when you order something on your phone through the Disneyland app and you let them know you're there and they are preparing your order. The time between that and picking up the cookie seems to be very long at Plaza Inn. Seems to be a, a little longer than other locations. So just keep that in mind for your planning that you might be there for about five to eight minutes waiting for your cookie or bag of cookies. Follow my lead. My next item, <laughs> surprise to no one is a pretzel with cheese. But wait, there's more. I promise there's more. Now, a pretzel with cheese, a pretzel itself, when I was looking at these prices, I was kind of shocked because a pretzel is $4.99 and the cheese is 89 cents. At Disneyland, there's the option uh, where I purchased this, which I will get into in a second. But as we know, at Disney World, they're just they're just upgrading you. And I believe currently a pretzel with cheese is $7.25 if my brain still functions. So I'm shocked that it's actually this cheap. I usually just buy it and pay for it and just move on with my day because uh, a decimal is not really going to affect me eating any sort of salty treat. But this seems very affordable. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I got one recently at Refreshment Corner. And I feel like a big old dumb dummy because I never go here for pretzels. Never. And it was a huge mistake on my part. I did not know that Refreshment Corner at Disneyland, just off of Main Street USA, sells Mickey-shaped pretzels with the good 
cheese. Not a peel top cheese, people. I'm talking a little plastic, a little hot plastic cup with dunkable nacho cheese. When I opened my bag and I saw it, I screamed. Now, I should know it was there, and I didn't. And for that, I apologize to all of you. (laughs) But I never really think to go there for pretzels. It's just not the way my mental map of Disneyland works. Usually, I am going to Tomorrowland. I'm getting a pretzel there. And I never think to come here for a regular pretzel. Now, they have the jalapeno cheese pretzel. They have the cream cheese pretzel. Uh, The jalapeno cheese is wonderful. Uh, I just can't pass up a Mickey pretzel. Depends what mood I'm in. The jalapeno cheese one just kind of sits a little heavy unless you're very hungry. But this is such a big deal to me, such a game changer that they sell it with the cheese. Because I used to, oh my God, my old hack used to be to get a Bavarian pretzel from Sonoma Terrace and then the cheese from Cozy Cone 4 because they sold a cone of pretzel bites with dippable nacho cheese. By the way, that's not back yet. And I don't know why, because I know there's a lot of food providers and shipping and things like that that are getting in the way of fulfillment. But like pretzel bites, surely other companies make pretzel bites, just a little round. Whatever it is, it seems strange. But that currently is a situation I cannot do. So I have not been eating many pretzels with cheese. But now that I know this, ah, game changer. I will flag, too, that I am a new annual pass holder. I have a a magic key. I think I bought the Enchant key because they offered me an upgrade in-app when I bought a hard ticket, and they got me. They got me. It was a good price, and I got to use $155 towards my annual pass, and that was the price of my ticket and my uh, Genie Plus, so uh, I couldn't pass it up. But I got to use my annual pass discount on this pretzel and this cheese. I got 10% off a tiny cup of cheese. So, uh, as you all know me quite well at this point, me getting a discount on nacho cheese is very on brand, very much a dream. And I also was able to add cherry syrup to a Coke Zero, which isn't really a move I usually go for, but at the time, getting a pretzel, getting a cherry Coke Zero, oh my god, oh, was such bliss. Highly recommend. And an affordable snack that I will approve of because it's not that debatably warm peel-top cup of cheese. Item number three, this is something I don't typically recommend, but I figured out how to make it one of my core carbs when I'm at Disneyland Resort, and that is film strip fries. Now, these are $3.99. They are available at Award Wieners, and if you've never seen them, they're essentially like a ribbon-cut French fry. If you think of a state fair tater on a stick, you know, like the like the circular cut, but they're not thin and crispy. They're more thick chunks and pieces of that that are curved. That's the best way to explain it. I know it makes no sense, but if you Google and look up a photo, you'll be like, ah, she was right. That's exactly what it is. Now, I don't usually order these because I'm never craving fries when I'm at Disney, or at least that kind of fries, but I got them at the end of the night recently, and it felt like I unlocked a new video game level of visiting Disneyland Resort. Because the of the way they're cut, they are more potato than they are greasy French fry, and when you are hungry and the parks are closing and your options are dwindling, these were so clutch. I'm telling you, a $4 snack that will fill you up at the end of the night so you're not left scrambling for something to eat. You're not going to a candy store to try to eat churro toffee until your tummy is full. These were perfect. I will continue to order these at night. It is the perfect setup for me, and I wanted to recommend it to you. It was such a delight because I ordered them mobile order five minutes before DCA closed. There was a window on mobile order that was 9.55 to 10 p.m. I placed the order 
Before I stepped onto the Monsters Inc. attraction, as I stepped off, I scurried like a, like a little rat. I like, brrr, like ran right over to Ward Wieners, got these, ate them. Oh, late night snack. Perfect. Went home. Didn't have to have a snack before I went to bed. Perfect. 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 Highly recommend. My number four, <laughs> my number four recommendation. No one, you guys are going to razz me for this so much. It is a box of popcorn. Shocker. Wow. Oh, who would have thought? But truly the box of popcorn. I have mentioned this before. And we're talking box. We're talking a foldable box. We're talking popcorn sold in a, in a semi-sealed container at parade-style carts. Not the popcorn scoop, which I obviously also adore, but a popcorn box, especially at Disneyland because they have the vintage-style one, which is very cute. But the reason that I recommend this is because it is more popcorn than the carton, like the regular popcorn scoop. I've never measured it, but I know it in my bones. I know it in my bones. If they are the same amount, I will eat my words, I promise. But I swear there's more in that box. There simply has to be. It's also easier to transport. If you're someone like me who likes to eat little bites of food throughout the day, this is the best way to do it. Do I still bring a Ziploc with me to the park so I can dump popcorn in it if I want to go on Space Mountain? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. But usually I like to get popcorn for the drive home after a long day. I like to just shovel it in my face while I'm driving. Uh, my steering wheel of my new car it does not know what it is in for in the near future. But this is the best hack for it because you can just take it with you all day long and you don't have to worry about getting rid of your snack before you go on a ride. Also, I do not like a popcorn bucket for Disneyland because I live locally. I don't really want to carry around a bucket all day. And this is kind of the best way to have a snack throughout the day if you don't want to carry that big clunky bucket. I don't like carrying a lot of stuff. I know people feel differently about that, but just wanted to put it out there that the box is the way to go. Now, I tried to fact check myself for the price of this and I couldn't find it. I checked my credit card statements. <laughs> I also couldn't find it, but I... I mean, I would probably bet my life on the fact that it is $5.25. It's either $5 or $5.25. I, I feel like I have failed you for not knowing off the top of my head. But what I do know, what I do know is that the box and the popcorn scoop are the same price. Nobody tell Disney, okay? Don't tell them because usually the box costs a little more money. So don't tell them. Shh. And my fifth and final snack is not a snack. And I know it's going to be a whole thing that I'm calling this a snack, but my final choice is Topo Chico. Seltzer is not a snack. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I live on bubbly water and it's something I usually can't get when I am at a theme park. And I don't know when Disneyland started selling this at almost every single drink cart. I obviously did not go to the park a lot in the past year. I've been going more frequently. I didn't go earlier. But this is everywhere now. And it is such a delight. They offer regular Topo Chico and they offer the Twist of Lime Topo Chico. If you're not familiar, Topo Chico is... I would say uh, the, on, the, on the highest rank of seltzers, it is a lot of people's favorite. It is served in a plastic bottle, which is not preferred to the glass. You can usually buy it in at the store. But I'll take what I can get when I'm inside a themed environment. It is the best seltzer. It is my, I think, my at least my top three, if not my favorite go-to. My digestive track is like basically that scene from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> with all the bubbles. <laughs> and it does not like to not have that when I go away for a day. So it is heaven. It is also so nice on a hot day when, if you're like me, you have to be very careful about when and how much sugar you take. Because essentially, if I have too much sugar, I get sleepy during a 12-hour park day. And if you're doing Disneyland hard, you need to keep those energy levels up. And sometimes sugar can make that dip. So 
if I want a, a cold beverage instead of, you know, like an apple freeze or lemonade or a slushy, this is such a good option to kind of cool me off, give me something fun and keep me going to the next popcorn stick. We do have a few runners up. Oh no, we only have one really because everything else is out of the price point. Yeah, the only runner up is the marshmallow wand. <laughs> Again, I love a marshmallow wand, y'all. I know it's not everyone's favorite, but it is marshmallows on a stick, already a win. Like, what are we at a campfire? Blessings. Dipped in caramel, surprise, and then covered in like that white chocolate baker's melt, like chocolatey situation. I don't know if it is actual chocolate, so that's why I'm dancing around it. It, oh, a marshmallow wand, I'm telling you. It will send you soaring and immediately crashing to earth in a way that is very delightful if you are on board for that. I pray for you and your children if you get as hooked on these as I once did. I had to take a a conscious step away because I was getting a few too many of them and just like flying and crashing. But I mean, they could really do a dare special on these, truly. Like they are highly addictive, but they will whip you into a tizzy and they are delicious and people don't usually like them. And I think they are fab. So those are my uh, bizarro Disneyland recommendations. If you are looking for some more straightforward, I'm traveling Disneyland, what are the hits? What do I need? Where do I need to go for dinner? I recommend my eater map. The update will be out probably the week after you listen to this, but I simply couldn't wait to talk about food. I will let everyone know on social media when that is out. But otherwise, uh, I hope you have good snacking and I hope you go to Refreshment Corner and get the good cheese, the good cheese, and 10% off if you if you are like me. <laughs> Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with FrameBridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. Framebridge makes it so easy and affordable to custom frame any photo, park map, or even cocktail napkin from a theme park hotel bar in just minutes. You can mock up exactly what it'll look like on their website before you even spend a dime. Things ship fast and they ship for free, and their colorful custom framing means they'll not only help you plan your gallery wall, but make sure your place looks cooler than the interiors of that mid-century modern home within Spaceship Earth. I love the mementos I framed with Framebridge so much that I rearranged my entire office so I can enjoy them daily. This is not a bit. This is this is true life. They're the backdrop to my podcast Zoom interviews, my Instagram stories, and even the goofy photos we take of Pearl tip-tapping away at my keyboard like she's a miniature employee. Too often, our favorite memories of a vacation are tucked inside our phone or shoved within a drawer. And it thrills me to no end that because of Framebridge, I can finally be surrounded by my memories. Framebridge makes custom framing easy, affordable, and enjoyable. And on top of that, their happiness guarantee ensures that no matter what, you'll wind up with something you love. To get started, head to framebridge.com because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com. Hi, Carly. I was just listening to you talk about the restrooms around Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and I was screaming, wanting to give my input, and thank God you asked for us to call in about it. I have a bathroom story 
for you. My favorite bathroom across all of Disney, across maybe the entire world in general, is in the Wilderness Lodge, specifically Boulder Ridge DVC building lobby. It's just the bathroom in that little cute little lobby there. I have never been a DVC member. I've never had any reason to go in that lobby other than I heard it was a nice place to sit. It was a beautiful rocking chair, beautiful fireplace, wonderful area to just chill out. And I go there often to do that. And the amount of time I spend there, I also spend a lot of time in that bathroom. They used to have the most beautiful wallpaper in that bathroom. That's the only reason why it was my favorite bathroom. It was just the wallpaper. It was green with gold accents, a leafy design, very botanical, but like in a cute way. It was incredible. Unfortunately, on my most recent trip to that bathroom, I found out they painted over the wallpaper. They didn't even remove it. They fully painted over it. It did have a lot of tears. It was in desperate need of repair. And I assume they just didn't have any wallpaper to patch it up with. I have always wondered where that wallpaper came from. And if anyone knew, I would post about it constantly. No one ever could help me out with that. Very sad. Very sad about the bathroom. Now we're just branching into wallpaper territory, though. I have also found the exact same wallpaper is on the walls in another restroom across the country at Disneyland Resort inside the Blue Bayou restaurant. The restrooms there have the exact same wallpaper. But on a on another recent trip to Disneyland, I found out they also have the wallpaper in a different color scheme in the Starbucks on Main Street. I'm blanking on what they call their Starbucks there. Is it Main Street Bakery just like it is at Disney World? I don't remember. Okay, so part of this call got cut out, but I still I still wanted to play it. So the wonderful Jeff Fox pieced it together into something. So I apologize if there were any cuts. It's just because we couldn't hear everything. But I had to play this call because <laughs> it made me feel like, wow, like there are people out there doing the real work. Sometimes I'm like, I should be an expert because I should know every bathroom wallpaper. But really, we just come together as a collective, as a community of people who appreciate different details about these parks. And we can share information like this. So I'm so grateful you called. I'm also grateful to know that other people feel as as emotional and as strongly about bathroom decor. It is very important. It is an important part of your theme park day. And if you have ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon, you know what happens if you do not pay deference to the bathrooms. Bad things happen. So many bad things. Oh my God, I was not good at building a theme park. I can just just visualize all the puke right now without even thinking. Anyway, okay, forget that. But regardless, thank you so much for calling. Thank you to everyone who reached out to give me their bathroom bathroom takes. I will welcome them from now into the rest of my future because I love it so much. It's a real important part, you know? It's important. That's our show! Thank you all so much for listening and please hit me up if you end up getting any of those snacks that you may or may not have tried before. I would love to know. You can subscribe, rate, and review Very Amusing with Carly Wiesel on Apple. You can 
follow and I believe that's the terminology you can subscribe follow subscribe whatever word they're using uh, on Spotify which is very exciting you can also rate on Spotify but you cannot review so if you review please head to Apple where friends of ours including still Dixie Landings to me and Kimby Ramsey wrote such wonderful reviews recently thank you so much uh, I especially appreciate <laughs> still Dixie Landings to me who mentioned scholastic book fairs and said, imagine my delight when I heard you mention scholastic book fairs. You blew my mind by combining my two most favorite things, Disney World and scholastic book fairs. I am right with you. Those little, ooh, those little papers that you had where you would like write, write like a one next to every item you wanted. That is basically my whole childhood in like a, just a little billfold of like very thin paper. Do you remember how thin that paper was? How did we not rip them in half? A scholastic book fairs were, oh my God, they were the pinnacle of growing up. It was truly like the modern day equivalent to a shopping event like you know like stony clover lane is a brand a lot of us enjoy like one of those like plan your buys things like that scholastic book fairs were where it is at i need that as an adult i need the adult equivalent and if this is as close as it gets i am happy to toot that horn and carry that joy into your lives each and every week. So if you would like to be a super cool, like Kimby or Dixie Landings, uh, please review us on Apple Podcasts. At a certain point, it feels a little desperate to ask, but I'm told to include it in every episode. So there you go. You can follow me, Carly Wiesel, on Twitter and Instagram at Carly Wiesel, and you can join my Facebook group, The Fomaly, at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. You, uh, you got any burning questions about theme parks? You got any roller coaster quandaries? Well, lucky for you, we've got a hotline for that. Give us a call at 747 Churros, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our customer service reps will be happy to save your message into our files to hopefully play in the future on this very podcast. I have also, on a more serious note, I've also been hearing that there are some podcast provider issues happening. I've heard of some with Stitcher. I have to see if that's rectified. I know there's some with Overcast that I heard about. If you are having any issues, that is also a great place to give us a call and let us know. You can also text us a voice note. That's new and fun. So feel free to do either and reach out for if you have uh, concerns or hot takes or even are like, girl, why isn't my podcast playing? Any of those and above, reach out to 747 Churros. We got you. We got your back. This podcast was edited fastidiously by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hey, sweetheart, it's mom. I'm laughing because I'm looking at the clock and it's 2.59 a.m. Of course, it's almost 3 a.m. Okay, starting out, I'm going to start off first with the caramel corn coming to Magic Kingdom. I think that's awesome. I don't know when it's going to be, but that's wonderful. But the best episode today, talking about your merch, let me just tell you, I love every single piece. It is so crazy good. The fabric, the colors, the design, fabulous. I love it. So, of course, I got two T-shirts right away, and it was very easy. I went online. I clicked it. The shipping was so reasonable. I was like, wow, this is great. I am so excited to get these shirts. I got the retro logo tee and the rock band tee, and that's to start with. And then I got the retro sweatshirt. Because when you had the retro shirt with the retro sweatshirt over and it hung out at the bottom a little, it was so adorable. So I bought both those pieces. And I do have my eye on the puffy sweatshirt. 
and the yellow 747 Cheryl sweatshirt. I love those. I'm not sure what size to get, but Mother's Day is coming, and I kind of, if you're thinking of what you can get me, I want those two sweatshirts, too. Um, everything was great. I am so, so, so proud of you. I, I just can't believe how great every single piece is. And whoever helped you with the art design and everything else and Andrew Ortiz, he's so cool. It's just fabulous. Every single piece. There's not one piece that I like more than the other. I love them. By the way, I did look up the Gildan, the name brand of the shirt. So it's the name. It said that it's the name Gildan combines the names of two salesmen that worked for the company at that time. So that was kind of cool. And I like the bathroom collar because you and I are always looking for, like, the clean, nice bathrooms, but you've always liked the theme bathroom, and you've always mentioned it. So I know you love that. Uh, great episode. I love the merch. I can't say enough about how excited I am for you, your ideas that came full circle. It's just, it's outstanding. I love it. But the best thing about everything, are you ready? is that you and I are going to be dressed alike every day. That is so much fun for me, I can't even tell you. I bet you can think about that. But I am getting every single piece. I love it. I am proud to wear it. I'm happy. I love, love, love the retro on the rock band. And I just want to say I'm very proud of you. I love you so much. This is so much fun. I will talk to you hopefully tomorrow. Bye, honey.